premium feeds, added value, and experimentation. That's what we're talking about this week on Sounds Profitable with me, Brian Barletta. This episode of Sounds Profitable is brought to you by Podsites, podcast attribution. Go to podsites.com for more information. I know that you're listening to Sounds Profitable because podcast ad tech is important to you, but it's important to me that you are kept up to date on the latest news from the entire podcast industry. To help with that, here's what happened last week, no matter when you're listening, from James Cridlin at Pod News. A ton of you are already listening to this podcast on our private feed with Supercast. For the rest of you, you should probably be listening to that private feed on Supercast. It's free, gives you bonus content, and allows us to have a better level of interaction with you, the listener. There's a link to join in the description and a link to the article I wrote about the process of getting it started. I spoke with Jason Sue Hoy from Supercast about the experimental world of private feeds and how we're trying to be on the bleeding edge of it. Awesome. Well, Jason, thank you so much for joining me today. Very excited to have you here. We got Jason from Supercast. Pleasure to be here, Ryan. I, I never know where our conversations are going to go, so, <laughs> so uh, this is perfect. Awesome. So we the this is the companion to the article that I wrote about the premium feed that I started with Sounds Profitable. And it's so neat because I met Jason, who Supercast is all about premium feeds, and I said I, I wanted to give people more of a hands-on experience with it. And that's like a big part of Sounds Profitable that I like to focus on is that my audience, all of you listening, are focus so heavily on like how to implement this, but you don't get to be the listener that often. And so I wanted to get you to be the listener. And I also didn't want to charge you any money. So the first thing I put in front of Jason was, how do I do a premium feed without asking for a payment? And <laughs> and that was really fun to dig into, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we have our own podcast. We eat our own dog food. So I host a podcast called Supercasters as, as part of you know, our take on experimenting with our own technology and also, you know, kind of bringing some additional thoughts on premium feeds as well to our world and creators that are using it in interesting ways and building sustainable businesses. And so that was kind of our first take on like a a free uh, offering, so to speak. And so we, in, in, in a similar way to what you're doing, it sounds profitable, let people discover the episodes for free. But then what I do is like reserve one topic that I know that particular guest is an expert on for the premium version of the show. And so every that's kind of like the format that I've rolled into every episode such that there is a compelling reason for listeners to go up and sign up to that premium experience and, you know, kind of get that extra five, 10 minutes of, of you know, goodness from uh, that particular expert. You know, I really want to commend you on that. I think the truth is, is that there are so many people in ad tech in podcasting specifically that don't use their own products mm-hmm. uh, in any capacity, right? There are so many people in ad tech who are not podcasters and and you don't need to necessarily be, but you like having hands-on experience, regardless of your level, helps you empathize with the entire ecosystem, helps you understand the impact of these little changes, right? From everything on there. So uh, everybody should absolutely check out Supercasters. Uh, hopefully I'll be a guest on it one day. Yeah. But I like that too, because that's such an interesting approach, right? Because you're entire product is getting people to create a premium feed and to charge for it. 
you're looking for clients to come on board to use Supercast. That's right. And you're providing a premium feed that shows it that does have a paid component to it, right? So you mean for Supercasters SLs? Yeah. There's no payment involved. So so, okay. so it's the free version. Exactly. It's a very similar way to what you're operating with sounds profitable. Because, you know, ultimately, you know, our whole business model is about bringing creators on board, which then create a premium version of their podcast for yeah. their audience, which the vast majority of the time they're monetizing and charging subscribers for. You know, we just want this to be a place where the creators themselves can come and learn more about, you know, what's going on within the world of subscription podcasting. So you're absolutely right. It was a way, the selfish interest amongst it for myself was I wanted to to feel like a podcaster. I wanted to know how do we build, you know, like the technology stack that's required, you know, from this this microphone, you know, that I've got, you know, like right in front of me to yeah. using Riverside, you know, like to the production, working with a producer, working with an editor through to how do I think about constructing a private feed such that I get an inside look at who's actually listening to my content, you know, like public, public podcasts yeah. obviously get you so far, you know, you can get aggregated stats on downloads, audience, geography, all that sort of stuff. But the real beauty of Supercast is that when somebody signs up to my premium feed, I establish a one-to-one relationship with each one of uh, those listeners. And so not everybody does it, but obviously I'm allowed to be completely biased with my own show and, and to basically say, look, there is some really great stuff that you can get for free. I want you to continue this conversation. You know, you you will, you know, benefit from hearing the tail end of this conversation. Here's why. And then all you have to do is click the link in the show notes to go to premium.supercast.com, sign up for free, and then all of all the premium episodes will go straight into the podcast player of your choice. So absolutely free. And in the process of doing so, from the subscriber's point of view, they then get access you know, to Supercast. They get to uh, see the flow and you know how easy it is, you know, just you know with a couple of taps to add the premium feed into their chosen podcast player, where they do all the rest of their listening. Uh, and on the back end, I get to see what content they're engaging with. You know, and that's the really powerful thing yeah. is that you know, like I, I can see each individual subscriber and which episodes they're listening to. It, that's so killer. Like. So Sounds Profitable has about 750 unique listeners in a month, according Mm -hmm. to my Wooshka stats. But then with Supercast, I have about 120, 125 total Mm -hmm. subscribers, which is super cool, right? It's podcast advertising technology podcasts in a premium feed. Like I'm blown away by those numbers. But what's even more cool is that when we're doing the survey with Edison Research and I created an episode with the individual's name on it because they give me that information when they sign up and I send it out pleading for them to take a survey about the quality of the podcast, I can see that within 48 hours, 76 of my 125 people actually like downloaded it. That's so cool, right? And these engagement metrics are great. Now, all of you listening, please go take the survey that you're (laughs) going to hear more about because we haven't gotten that many that have actually done it. But that's like... Those metrics are valuable. Like when I look at it, like the bigger the podcast company is, like even without charging the listener, right? And your rates are, are, is it 59 59 cents cents per? per, 59 cents per user per month. Even absorbing that cost, it's like seven and change Mm -hmm. for a year, right? Yeah, that comes out, right? 
having that type of data, having that type of connection, being able to call on the listener specifically, being able to interact with them, being able to build an email list, being able to offer them other mm -hmm. things. I cannot imagine that even by a company absorbing that cost, which isn't even the main goal. I definitely think we should charge people for more content. I think there's such a powerful room there, but $7 and change a year per listener for an engaged listener is is nothing for the value that you can extract from that and the value that you can get from a more intimate engagement that you can't buy from Apple, you can't buy from Spotify. There's nothing else but a third-party solution can provide this. Totally. I mean, if you there's just, you know, a, a number of different companies using premium feeds in different ways. Obviously, where we got our start was, you know, with independent kind of creators that, you know, were are looking to monetize via premium subscriptions. So, you know, like Sam Harris, for example, the team that built Supercast actually built the solution for Sam Harris first for him to, for, for his podcast, where, you know, you pay, I think it's, you know, $15 per month, you know, to basically, you know, get the, the back half of, uh, you know, a lot of his, his conversations. And so just seeing, you know, like, you know, how much of a success he made that, you know, was, was what, helped us roll into this idea that there's just so much more being left on the table from a podcaster's audience than than what they're able to capture with ads and CPMs alone. And and really it's that thousand true fans model, you know, that five thousand true fans model of, hey, even if only five percent is willing to pay you ten dollars a month, that works out to be a pretty big number on a recurring basis, you know, with an audience even as large as ten thousand downloads per episode or twenty thousand downloads per episode. But, yeah. you know, we, as we've got into it, these, you know, other interesting use cases have, have, you know, kind of cropped out of the woodwork. And so within corporate podcasting, for example, we've had, uh, you know, Beyond Insurance, fourth largest, you know, insurance network in, in North America, they use uh, a podcast to, to basically communicate to their franchise, uh, to, their, to their members within, you know, their membership network. And so, you know, you can imagine when you have, you know, kind of distributed members in a membership like that, you don't have tight control over their IT and, you know, all of the stuff that they're using. So podcast just podcasting yeah. just comes into its own because anybody can use whatever podcast player they want, but they still have the ability to connect into their private feed and you still have the ability as the publisher to be able to regulate access to people that are a, a, a current member. And so again, those people essentially get the access to that as part of their overall membership to Beyond Insurance. They don't have to pay an additional thing. They, they just get it as part of their membership. And, and Supercast makes that integration seamless. I love that. And, and I think that internal podcasts and communication for things like that are honestly something that we sleep on. We don't think about it the same way because there's no ads in it and it's not part of the bigger ecosystem. But Rob from Wushka once explained to me that there was a company that they worked with that was like all taxi mm -hmm. drivers and they would do like their all hands meeting through mm -hmm. a podcast or like their, their regional check-ins and things like that. And it's just like, I'm so caught up in my life sometimes that I forget that like not everybody deals with email even totally. for their work, right? There are, there are probably more people out there working day to day that don't have a work piece of technology. They got their phone, right? They can put their headphones in when they're working. They can take a minute for that break. But if you said to some companies like, hey, you're all forklift operators, like, hey, everybody, we're going to do a big Zoom all hands meeting. Like, 
some of them might not have the technology or the the offices might not have enough room. I would say the vast majority of them wouldn't. You know? Yeah. How many, um, how many of those places even need a workspace that has like a big TV and a camera right. to engage with them? So uh, like- and and, and, uh, and and flip it on its head. How many of them are going around and doing their job very effectively? Like think of taxi drivers, forklift operators, yeah. electricians with AirPods. Yes. In their ears, you know, as they're doing this, you know, like they all have a mobile phone on them and they all have AirPods in them. This is, of course, you know, since we're all in podcasting, we know, you know, like this is fueling a lot of, you know, like the growth. You know, I think from a corporate perspective, you know, this is just, you know, starting to to come into as a medium that they can use. Yeah, I I super agree because I think that people find a lot of value with like a, a like Zoom meetings and whatnot and and the remote working to a degree, but I think also people get burned out on video. I think the work environment's going to change overall, but it does feel like corporate audio is really getting a foothold and and it does feel like it is not that much to expect that someone has a way to listen to a downloaded podcast on their yeah. own without having to provide That's them right. equipment. I mean, you're taking the, you know, the intimacy of a medium that we know and love and effectively, you know, just building on that to and have those messages come from your leadership, you know, like from, from your CEO and from your, uh, you know, executives. And then on the flip side, other entities are also experimenting with a way as a way to empower marketing to, you know, reach prospects in a new way as well. We, of course, branded podcasts are nothing new. Plenty of brands are doing branded podcasts, but again, you have zero visibility over yeah. who's l- listening to uh to, to your branded podcast marketing teams you know like have been doing gated content for years yeah. you know like you think about gating blogs you think about ebooks and pdfs and things like that that they you know first require your email capture to get access to now we are bringing like podcasts into that fold as well and so that you know beyond insurance as another example you know like they they're also using that podcast or a different form of it to capture prospects at the front door, people that might want to become part of their network now get a taste of, you know, messages from, you know, the leadership team and and stories and, and case studies from uh, what it's like, you know, to be on the inside. Yeah. Uh, and, and the marketing team and the sales team also gets to understand who signed up today, who, and, you know, which episodes are they listening at and how can we kind of build that into our overall uh, nurture pipeline? Yeah. I mean, like, even if you just acknowledge that not everybody who listens to your podcast is going to sign up for it, what you're figuring out is your super listeners. And from there, Mm -hmm. you're going to figure out what content they like. And if these are the type of people that subscribe and there's enough consistencies with the type of content they like, that can help you decide what type of additional content to create. It can be enough to motivate you to create a separate podcast. It can be Mm. so powerful. And the monetization side is where people get hung up on because the first thing everybody thinks about is making a premium feed ad-free. And I'm super Mm -hmm. against that. I think that that's a bad standard to get on there because we're already indoctrinated with the mindset that you can pay for an ad-free version of Hulu, but there is one with ads. HBO Max is introducing one with ads and they make Mm -hmm. the price difference so minimal that like for me, I one day I was like, I'll pay for Hulu with ads. I don't think I made it through the fourth ad before I upgraded back into it. And it was like a $4 difference. Yeah. So I think that like premium content doesn't need to be ad free, but, but if you decide it does $50 CPM, which is very high, 
you know, those of you getting it, congratulations, but it's very high. A hundred percent fill rate, which is kind of a pipe dream for all year long and right. six ad slots. If I release a podcast episode every single week, I would make $15 and 60 cents, I believe off of that one person downloading 52 episodes a year, listening to six ads an episode at $50 CPM. So in a world where I charge $2 a month, and this is not an encouragement to race to the bottom, please charge what you think is appropriate. I've already made, I don't know, what's that? $8 more? I've made about 50% over what I would have made off of them for advertising. Or I've made one additional listener's worth or like 50% of another listener, right? As you get higher up there, as you start charging more, real easy. $5 at three months is almost a year's worth of that listener listening into it. And you didn't have to chase for six months to get the actual money. Yeah. Like it's straight into your Stripe account. Yeah, there might might be a little bit of a problem with net how many days people pay out advertising. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there's so many cool models that people can explore. I mean, you can explore the idea of just doing sponsorship at the beginning. You know, this episode is brought to you by Supercast and it's completely ad-free. Thank you for listening and I hope you check out Supercast. That's an ad. I mean, you can charge for that, but it doesn't feel like an ad because you said this episode is ad-free because of this advertiser. Like there are interesting ways to go about that. There's branded content and so many cool things. But I think at the end of the day, like this just, this area is just ripe to explore. Totally. Yeah, I think that's a really important point. And and ultimately it's about what value and and what ways do you have to deliver value to your listeners. So you, to your point, a lot of the time if you're really thoughtful about your ads and the ads that you serve, that it's actually a, a great source of value for your listeners. You would be a prime example. You know like the the, the kinds of stuff that you put, you know, in and the sponsors are exactly why people are listening to your podcast because they not only get exposed to new technology and new vendors and new providers, but they get your take on it. They get yeah. Brian's take and they, they can know for certain that Brian's checked it out. You know, he's looked under the rocks and he's gone, you know, a step further such that, you know, you're, you're bringing them, you know, an expert's take on the matter. Uh, Tim Ferriss, no, another great I was example. Just all, gonna... the people, <laughs> all the people that listen to Tim Ferriss, you know, his ads are not really ads. They And I know because I, I used to, I was a CEO at 99designs. We were one of the very first sponsors on Tim's podcast. It was the best acquisition channel, like, of, of everything we tried, you know, because the audience overlap one was just really, really strong. You know, a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of people that yeah. are launching new business and want logos and t-shirts and things designed. But also Tim had used our service to design the cover of his yep. second book. So he could speak so authentically about how amazing it was to wake up every morning and see new designs coming in from all over the world. And as a result, you know, like the ad that he had for 99 designs was just, you know, a, a wonderful way to, to introduce. I to vividly brand. remember it. It's been, it's it, been a while since I've listened to Tim Ferriss. I mean, I'm definitely a, a heavier listener in my twenties. Uh, I think is totally. the best way to describe that. <laughs> but but, uh, let but, me tell but you, you know, like <laughs> across all of his ads, yeah. that's, that's what people are tuning. They want to know what Tim Ferriss uses. Yeah, you know, like he, that's he how he communicates a, what he uses. He wrote about stopping it and the backlash he got from it. Like, yeah. um, be, like legitimately, I bought MeUndies because of him. When I still travel and I like take one of my dress shirts, uh, which I rarely wear anymore, but mm-hmm. when I do and I think about it and it wrinkles, I'm just like, ah, Mizzen in Maine. That was like the one he advertised for uh, that says Pretty. it never wrinkles, but I like never... I never bought it, but I still 
it's still associated in my head. And you're super right. It's that endorsement. But I don't envy the world of direct to consumer. I'm very fortunate that everything I'm doing is B2B. Like right. I'm in a I'm in a subset of a subset and it's it's fun and I'm carving out an area here. But those of you that are like endorsing dog food and beds and and like things like that to like your listeners who could be anyone. Wow. Like I give you all the credit in the world. People listening to this right now are like listening to this. I'm talking about Supercast. I'm a user of Supercast. You guys are a sponsor. It is killer. Hopefully you're listening to this on the Supercast feed. If not, soundsprofitable.supercast.com. And I highly recommend it. I'm having a blast using it and I hope that works there. But I give so much credit to people like Tim who are able to take these things and really passionately sell them to anyone who tunes into him. Because even if it's the first thing you hear and you don't know him yet, he's passionate. And that's mm-hmm. that's so cool. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he brands himself as, I don't know whether he still does, because like you say, it was kind of back in my early, late 20s, early 30s, you know, that, that, <laughs> I, that I was uh, tuning into most of his episodes. But, you know, he brands himself as the human guinea pig. And, yeah. you know, I, I, I think you could almost have those words come out of your yeah. mouth from, from a podcasting sense. And that's, but that's, I think that's what's really important. And I'm so glad you joined me on this today, Jason, because like, I think that if you think your podcast is like super buttoned up, and it's like real professional, like, yeah, I get it. Like if you're listening from NPR or PRX or, you know, anybody massive Viacom, like I, I get it. There's probably a little bit more rigidity into what you're doing, but if you have a little bit more control over it, like just be honest with your listeners about what you're going to test out and be transparent and let them know your goals. And like, there's a reason they're listening to you and not listening to the, the more sterilized version of what you're doing. There's a reason that they're not reading a book or an article or watching TV instead of engaging with you. And a lot of it has to do with how you present it. So I think that there's a lot of room for experimentation. I think people are scared, but I I don't think there's any reason to be. I think that we need to innovate and the people hands down, like hands on innovating are going to drive better results for the whole industry. You're going to show people what does and doesn't work the trends and stuff we're reporting on are what is tried and true that people continue to do and are great, but eventually they're going to run out or eventually people are going to get used to them. Eventually there's going to be too much congestion on that. So everybody listening, create a premium feed, figure out what it is, whether it's free, whether it's, it's paid, whether it's a, a, just a tip bucket. Hey, we're not going to mm-hmm. do any additional content until we get 500 people who sign up for our premium feed. And then from that, the money in that will be extra episodes, which will give early to the people who subscribed, but then they're available for everyone. There is a weird, not weird, there's a beautiful creator supportive mindset in the world right now where people want to feel included with their creators and want to support them. I have- Absolutely personally paid for a substantial amount of things lately where it's just like, Hey, if this is funded, this thing becomes free. You just get it first or you get a print copy of it or whatever the case may be, but I want to make this free and I just need support to make it. Mm -hmm. Um, I love that. I love the transparency. Yeah. And look, we're, we're just having a blast. Honestly, giving podcasters and giving creators more tools to be able to do this experimentation. And, and, you know, I've already intimated that, you know, pre- private feeds themselves being used in a variety of different ways, but we're behind the scenes. And I think you've started to play with us as well. You know, we're just, we're just having fun pushing the boundaries of 
of what you can even do with a podcast feed. You know, I, I talked a little bit about that one-to-one relationship. So we have one feed for every unique subscriber. And yeah, at its core level, that means we know who each individual is and we can get in-depth analytics. So literally like who's listening to what. From a securities perspective, it also means that, you know, if Brian were to go and share his private Supercasters feed on Reddit, then, you know, we can detect that automatically. Yeah, and just can, shut it know, down. Too many, too many CDs, too many IP addresses, not possible, shut it down and uh, everybody else, you know, continues listening. But then I think the, the really interesting part is content personalization. 100%. You know, in, in the world of public podcasting, everyone's feed is identical. You know, you see the same 300 episodes in exactly the same order. Uh, and I think, I think you've got a new member welcome on your free I do, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so when somebody signs up um, now, uh, you, you know, you can, uh, through Supercast, because we know that person just signed up, they haven't listened to anything before, uh, and we know their name, we can inject, you know, a new member welcome uh, recorded in your own voice at the the very top of their feed. So it says, you know, um, you know, thanks for signing up, you know, Brian. Uh, and, and of course, you then hear a message welcoming into experience, you know, again, you know, thanking the listener for their support uh, and maybe, you know, suggestions of what they should listen to first. And and we've even gone beyond that into creating a drip sequence. So you now yeah. you're starting to see a little bit of like, kind of like what you can do with MailChimp come into the world of audio and being able to create a curated sequence of first day, they get this fifth day, they get this 10th day, they get this 15th day they get this and and now you know the the mind boggles when it comes to courses and onboarding sequences yeah. and just all the kinds of things that you can experiment with yeah. when uh, you take a more structured view podcasting doesn't have to be public podcasting mm-hmm. doesn't have to be something accessible to everyone all the way marketers need to understand this and dig into this because that drip campaign thing is actually like really important right podcasting feels like where email did when it was just like, well, if I send something out once a week, it's going to work. Right. And it doesn't matter. And hopefully they'll catch up. The idea of being able to drip out specific content, the idea of being able to change and, and, and configure it based on how they respond or what they listen to. RSS manipulation based around marketing needs and reactions from listeners, engagement, downloads, whatnot, is we're, we're, barely scratching the surface of it. And my biggest suggestion to you is that if you have any interest in it, message the guys at Supercast, bug them about your feature idea. They are incredibly responsive, especially if you got something cool that you want to try and there's a valid <laughs> valid build case around it. We have not even begun to scratch the surface of what you can do with RSS manipulation and drip campaigns and treating podcasting as a marketing funnel. And I think that Supercast is is doing a killer job being the first people scratching at that. So I'm so excited to be working with you. And I'm really excited for all the cool projects we're going to release together, hopefully. Yeah, likewise, likewise. It's yeah, it's it's been a blast working with you. You you have some pretty out there ideas, you know, like which which we which we love to bat around and 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 pretty persistent on top of that too. So yeah, yeah it's been fun. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I'm sure I'll have you back. Awesome. Thanks for listening to Sounds Profitable on your favorite podcast app. I appreciate you checking out my latest episode and hope you'll consider subscribing. 
and stick around for some special bonus content at the end of the episode. I've teamed up with Evo Terra to give you a minute long strategic thought that is guaranteed to shift your perspective on the present and future of podcasting as we all work to make podcasting better. Thanks to Jason for coming on and talking about my article, Sounds Profitable's Premium Blend. If you liked what you heard and want to connect, you can find me, Brian Barletta, on LinkedIn, way less formally on Twitter as High Five RPG. And of course, you can email me at brian at soundsprofitable.com, spelled either way. The most important part about Sounds Profitable is providing you with more resources and making sure that I can answer your questions. So check out the link to Yappa in the episode description and leave me a message. And with your permission, I'll answer it live on the show. The Sounds Profitable podcast and all the cool ad tech bells and whistles you've experienced were thanks to our host and sponsor, Wooshka. Everything you've heard since the conversation ended was uniquely created to target you using their dynamic ad insertion features. If any of the callouts were wrong, let us know. The Sounds Profitable podcast would not be possible without the help and support of Evo Terra, James Cridlin, and Ian Powell. Thank you all for your help and support.